This episode is brought to you by Bullet Wealth. It's a new YouTube channel. It's got a lot of interesting facts about like financial advice. It's hosted by Scott Merrick. He's the owner of Maya Wealth, a wealth management company. And so he has the experience and the know-how. It's very entertaining. You can get a nice little financial segmented education if you go to Bullet Wealth on YouTube. Check it out. This episode is also brought to you by Sheath, the underwear of legends. It is the underwear with the dual pouch system. One pouch for one part of the male anatomy, another for the other part of the male anatomy. Not only is the underwear the most comfortable underwear you'll ever wear, but it also has the most stylish designs and patterns. The fabrics actually have a cooling effect when you put them on for the very first time. Your body will thank you because it's one of the hottest parts of your body. So cooling it down with these special fabrics that Sheath provides is a nice experience. The proof is in the pudding. We have a 100% money back guarantee on the very first pair. If you don't like it, we'll send you your money back. Go to sheathunderwear.com, use promo code RPG and save 20%. We appreciate your support. Back to the show. Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheath. A Time Wheel Production. I appreciate you joining me again today, Javier. Thank you, um, Javier Garcia. How's um, how's life treating you? Life's good. Um, besides the fact that I haven't had a fight in a little while, everything's yeah. pretty. What's what's going on with that? Um, so after my last fight, you know, we've been taking fights back to back pretty consistently, and um, uh, my co- my team and I just decided that we should take a couple months and just pick some stuff and like um, get ourselves a lot better because this is probably like our our next opportunity to really get into the big show you know yeah yeah and i i mean with people like cowboy cerrone or whatever people that want to fight like over and over you know call me i'll fight whoever whenever that's cool and i love that attitude but it can kind of catch up to you right it's like too much right yeah you gotta like, absolutely yeah you don't make that adjustment and um it's important to win uh, to learn from your wins too, you know. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I started um, with the LFA last year, but before that, I was kind of like a local club guy show, and I would fight like uh, just the local guys. And so when I got an opportunity for LFA, I was just like so hyped, you know. I'm like all in. I'll yeah. Buddy. Yes. I mean, I'm glad I got the experience. I don't think I would have gotten as good as I did without fighting those guys, but it just is what it is, you know. Like the two fights that we've lost have been really, really close and at really high levels. Yeah. Uh, for the last fight, when I fought uh, Chase Gibson, I was the one who was asking, like, um, I want the, the best contender you guys have, you know, like the best guy you guys can find, throw him at me. I'm ready to go and I want to go into the UFC. And as you saw, I mean, I think I had all the skills to win. I was uh, I was dominating like uh, the standard yeah. changes and I just got caught on some some uh, holes on the ground. And um, yeah, that's specifically what we've been working on is kind of, um, I've always been kind of like a finisher. I like to finish people and go out there and get, get the, the sub or the TKO or the KO. But it's not always going to be like that in the highest levels. You have to also not have to win rounds and know where the um, yeah. recognize where you're winning and stuff. You know? Yeah. No. It's yeah. The, the strategy. It's like uh, when you get to that high level, it's like very small increments will win the fight. You know, like the changes, improvements can make all the difference. Ultimately, right. <clears throat> are you well? Can you tell like your story about how you kind of got started a little bit in fighting yeah, with fighting um, where you came from and everything? Yeah. I mean, uh, my parents both, uh, born in Mexico. Um, nice. one of, one of six kids, um, they kind of like the middle child. And, um, I guess where I really started was, uh, my older brother joined wrestling and, um, I kind of, I would follow him a lot. I was, I wasn't the most athletic at all or, uh, like I would, I would be more of like inside playing video games and like very imaginative. I was good at school. And um, my brother joined wrestling. He's like, you're going to join too. And so I joined, of course. And then 
that's what kind of like changed changed my life earliest it turned me into an athlete like i was just a skinny kid who like didn't really play sports and then all of a sudden i have like this awesome cardio and um the first time we figured it out was uh, a backyard boxing like it was me i was always the youngest one out of my brother's friends i would hang out with his friends so i was like an eighth grader and i was um there was some freshmen or like sophomores and they put me to box this guy that was like kind of smaller and he's like my brother's age and um we were like going back and i don't know how to box obviously but we we're going back and forth and after a little while like he started giving out his cardio started giving out and uh-huh. i started feeling him break and i was like oh shoot like i barely get started and so i started pushing the pace and that's kind of the first time i realized like oh man i could be an athlete and like you know break people and i was doing pretty good at wrestling and stuff so that was it and then the first time i ever got into a fight was um i was dating this girl and uh in high school and then this guy like took her phone it was something so stupid but he like took her phone and then i like found out and then the guy was way bigger than me and i went up to him and just called him out and then we went to the park and fought and i beat him up and ever since then it was a uh, it was like those, those little uh flip phones were starting to come out and that's when i really fell in love with like the show aspect of it you know not so much like the violence of it but um just the fact that like i could fight somebody who's way bigger than me like a scary guy and then everybody recorded it and they were like sending the videos out through text and people were coming up to me and being like, oh, is that you that fought yesterday? Like, these people I didn't even know. And I just remember I really loved that attention. But I didn't know. I didn't know that's what I wanted to do because it was it was so against my family. Like, my family came from Mexico. Both my parents uh, crossed here illegally. And then they nice. got the citizenship through the amnesty. And so Hell growing yeah. up, all I would hear was like, uh, you know, we brought you here to make a better life. And this is your, your, your guys' opportunity to, to do much better than your cousins ever did. All yeah. my cousins are pretty much in Mexico. So that was kind of like the thing growing up. And um, when I got into martial arts, uh, it was through like wrestling. There was this guy who's who's doing an amateur fights, and they wanted me to come in and help him um, with some wrestling, you know. So I came in, and then um, we sparred, and I freaking beat I beat him up, and I was like going yeah. at him. And then I was like, man, I love this, but there was no way I could go home and be like, hey, mom and dad, I'm gonna be a fighter, you know. They mm-hmm. would freak out. So I kind of lied to them about about it a lot. I would uh, clean the gym and like get free sessions because I didn't have any money, <laughs> and um, that's just how I started. And then from after like a few fights, even the first couple of fights that I took, I w- it was a problem with my parents. They were saying like, you know, you can't fight. Like if you fight, we're gonna kick you out of the house. And you know, that's not what you're gonna do. And I was like, yeah, that's not what I'm gonna do. It's just a hobby. And then eventually I was just like, man, you know what? I don't like anything as much as I like this. Like, I, I love this. Like, this is one thing that I really can dedicate myself to. Like, um, and I, I, I always thought that if I tried really hard at anything, I could pretty much do anything I wanted to, you know? And I love so that. One thing, this is one thing that I really feel like if I look back at my youth, and uh like maybe like as an older man you know sitting back looking that i would be like that's that's something that i would be proud that i dedicated a lot of time and energy tried as hard as i could you know that statement like the dedication of time and energy towards a goal is what fascinates me so much about fighters because as you know i own a business and i've had many careers i was in the army but like when you focus all your attention on one thing and it's like there's nothing nobody does it more than fighters i think because you're you're putting it all on the line your your health your you know physical everything mental because like it can your mental spiritual and physical self you're putting it in there and and it's it's on the line you know and you and your ego you know your reputation your whole like how do you like you won when you were winning these fights, then you were feeling like really good about that. I love that moment. I have all these pictures on like my vision board. I'm looking at Brandon Marino when he won the belt. And um, I have um, Tony Ferguson over there and he's just like, ah, and he just won. Like that electricity is kind of, tell me about it. The only uh, the only thing I guess I could compare like all, a lot of my friends are entrepreneurs now and that's pretty much the only thing that that really like the only people that get it you know yeah and uh, yeah because like especially for you with Sheet Thunder where I'm sure there was a lot of nights that it's just you by yourself and like you know you don't got nobody to like look look to you or nobody that gives a shit basically you know it's just yeah. you and so yeah. that's really like something that resonates with me like uh, I, most of my really good friends are entrepreneurs and they're kind of like the ones that get it they don't like um, like a lot of people who see MMA as a job like I can't really like get along with them because. They're like, oh, just skip a practice. They're like, oh, you know, it's just not that big of a deal. Like, it is that big of a deal. You know, everything everything matters. But yeah. as far as that feeling of winning, that's really like the feeling that I got addicted to. You know, because it's it's a crazy feeling. Like after you go, like you go and fight somebody, 
you're pretty much high for like a whole week. Like you can't, you're just like on top of the world. Like every, nothing matters. You know, you're just like walking around, like big smile on your face. Like nothing, nothing can like bring you down. Mm-hmm. And the other thing too is, um, if you're having like a really bad day and you go into training, you get a really hard training session in, like you just feel way better. You know, a lot of the problems, like people tell me that I'm a really like calm and like collected guy. Like I don't, you, it's really hard to get me to freak out. Like I, I can't even remember the last time I did it, but I think that a lot has to do with the fact that I can go in the gym and just, hit the bag really hard or maybe even hit somebody you know mm-hmm. it really like it's a it's a good stress reliever <laughs> how that's so cool i live in the like the mountain kind of region of colorado which it's like a lot of mountains but it's a small city and we don't have a gym where i can go and train like that when i was in colorado springs i was training at victory mma and it was coached by this uh gilbert smith who was in the he was in the ufc he was on the ultimate fighter twice didn't win, but he's just, you know, that high level veteran. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it was so fun to be able to go and train and then roll and hit the pads. And now I, I'm, I'm missing that. And I do freak out sometimes. I get yeah. stressed. But I know, like Joe Rogan talks about how that super hard workout gets out like all the demons. Yeah, and it's amazing how that happens. It's weird. but <laughs> how, how often do you train? You know, like um, I, I pretty much train all day as long as I. Uh, it depends, like off camp and on camp. So off camp, mm-hmm. I try to focus a lot on um, skill development, and you know, I'll be like hitting pads, going to jujitsu, different like open mats, and trying to like do competitions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, like jujitsu competitions. But um, on during camp, it's pretty much about using the day as effectively as possible. So today, I got um, sprints in the morning, then I go see my boxing coach for like two hours, and then I teach a class at like six. Then I'm going to have a mid-session after, and then I'm going to do some open mat rolling. So, wow. like, usually at least, like, four hours. But as I get more into camp, like, the more I can do, you know, the, the better I'm eating and the more I rest, like, the more I can do. But it's pretty much an all-day thing. I mean, that's all I really do. So, off camp, uh, you don't you don't bloat up like Patty Pimlet? I do, but uh, just my mine is more like strength training, you know? Like, I was lifting heavier and stuff. And, uh, like, I, I, I mean, I don't really enjoy... Uh, fast food. I can't remember like last time I had McDonald's or anything like that. I, I do like uh, Mexican food, you know, like I'm Mexican, but so I eat like a lot of that stuff um, sometimes, but I get over it after a little while. And like the more that I, if I start getting weight, like if I lose my abs and I start feeling like sluggish at the gym, I just feel like, oh, man, this is like not me, you know? So, I mean, I used to blow up big time and get like, get bigger and stuff, but over the last like year or two, I really haven't done it too much anymore. Like I'm pretty much stay like I'll eat more, but not too bad. Are you fighting at 135? I, f- I forget. 145. 145. Okay. Fly away. I was weighing around 170 ish, one, almost like 180. Right now, Whoa. I weigh like 160. Yeah. So 160? Like yeah. Yeah, that's what I weigh. One, I, I lost five pounds. I was like, what the fuck did I do? I, I weigh 160 normally. Now I'm weighing like 155, but I've been doing a lot of pull ups. Because I, I look at Joe Rogan and uh, Dana White, and if you look at them, you know, 10 years ago, they're like normal sized people, but now they have these fucking huge cannon (laughs) arms. And I'm like, I, my arms are too little. So um, (laughs) yeah, I need to, so I've been just doing going, I I do like this little jog and uh, it's like 20 minutes, but in the middle, I, there's a pull-up bar and it's like four different bars in a square. And so I'll like pull myself up and then I'll pull myself up onto the, to where I'm sitting on the bar and just kind of like playing around and keeping it fun, you know? So it's not so, I don't like just kind of like the routineness of lifting weights where it's just like doing reps. I want to, yeah, keep it fun. And that's, what's also so cool about martial arts and jujitsu in particular, which is kind of what I got started in. I quit the wrestling team after like two days. I was like, I just played basketball. You know, I was like, I'm playing basketball. Wrestling is hard. hard. Yeah. I would, I always say this to people, but, um, I think wrestling, uh, like college wrestling and professional wrestling is harder than MMA. And I would, I know because I've done them both. Like I I was uh, wrestling at Mount Sac for a year after high school and it's so demanding it's crazy and then i mean like with mma you you got the dream you know you're yeah. like one day i'll be the champion and i'll like you know have like the glory. You know, comfortable yeah like the glory comfortable but with wrestling it's nothing like and maybe you can get to the olympics and if that's like one out of every like you know how many people and you don't even get paid that much i, I think it's you can you can make like maximum of twenty thousand dollars 
for like a whole career of like wrestling once you get to the Olympics and yeah. that's it. You basically won once the Olympics, maybe twice and that's it. You're done. You have to like do seminars after that. So I think that aspect of it is, is harder. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the, you know, the, the weight cuts, the just, it's the constant grinding and everything was, I just, I didn't, I had no idea what I was in for. My dad was, you know, rest, he wrestled in high school and I wish he would have like, kind of told me but i was just into basketball i was just gonna do an off-season sport and i was like yeah let's go try wrestling but it's not like something you just go try yeah, you gotta dedicate yeah. everything to that and i i don't necessarily regret it like quitting i hate you know the fact that i quit but um i just i played basketball and what's cool about these kind of the dedicating your life to something that where your parents might be like what are you doing with your time? You should be like studying, focused. But I put all my energy every day, all day into basketball for from like 12 to 16. And I was young, so I could have been smoking weed and doing like dumb shit. I was just playing basketball. But what they don't understand, and a lot of people don't understand, is that work ethic, when I quit playing basketball, it translated into all my other careers and, and now sheath. Um, so... I see a lot of fighters transitioning into entrepreneurs and it's, I, if you put that type of dedication that you did into your fighting, into your entrepreneurial venture, it's like, you can't, you can't lose. Yeah, it's true. And especially if you build your name up and like, so you have a, you're already kind of popular and, and I love El Mariachi and I love how you come out and you're in the Mariachi suit. Yeah. I've been having, I've been uh, borrowing different ones from like friends from back in the day because all my friends still play. It was something I did growing up. Mariachi. Oh wow! I would play all the time, and it was a, it was a cool like gig when I was younger. I was maybe like twelve years old when I started, and me and my brothers were all were all in a mariachi group. But we had like a, <laughs> we had an all kids mariachi, so everybody was like under eighteen, and that was like our big draw. You know, it was like these kids playing, and yeah. it, was, it was quite a sight. You know, we were pretty good. And um, so, yeah, that's, uh, I have like a lot of friends from my childhood that still play mariachi. It's like, they'll pay us like 50 bucks an hour or something as kids. Wow. And so it was like, not bad, you know? So yeah. I'll those guys and be like, hey, let me borrow a suit. I'm going to go fight. And then they're like, all right, they'll let me borrow one. And it's been pretty cool. Yeah. It's usually, you know, older gentlemen coming up to the table at the restaurant or my, you know, my, my aunt and uncle had a band, um, a mariachi band play at the wedding. And it's just, you know, this, the, it's good energy. It's fun. It's elevates the mood of whatever you're doing, but, and then you bring that into the ring and, you know, or, or your walkout. I, I like a little bit of showmanship. I like Israel Adesanya and Colby, I mean, Colby Covington, Conor McGregor, that fucking, they create a more hype around right. the fight. You know? Yeah, when I first started getting into fighting, it wasn't it wasn't like that. Like Conor McGregor is pretty much the one who changed it. I made it like a thing where you can now you can become rich from fighting. But I mean, when I started fighting and everything, it, it was just because I wanted to be the best in the world. Like I didn't ever think that it was going to be like that. So I, I'm super glad that those guys did that. And I see like where the difference comes in. You know, like everybody wants to see Conor McGregor fight. Why is that? It's because he's so entertaining. You know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's show business. It's not just the fight business. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And some people don't like that. You know, they want the, the purists. They want to have, it's just all about the fight. And I, I understand where they're coming from, but I think it's because they don't have that showmanship in them. And so they, they're like hating on the showman, but you yeah. got like, a just, you got to have a little charisma and like do something to set yourself apart aside from winning. You got to, I mean, and that'll, I guess you can just do that. Cause like Kamaru Usman, not that much of a showman, but he's the champ. And, and you know, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, can't deny you, can, that. you can totally tell that Dana White doesn't, it's not his favorite, you know, come on, right. favorite and stuff. And so, I mean, you don't ever, you don't ever want to want to be like on that in the company, you know, like where they don't really like you because Dana White has got a lot of power, you know? Yeah. But you got to play the game. But I think uh, one, one reason I guess I could advocate for the, the other side would be that a lot of coaches tell the fighters not to like get lost in the sauce, you know? So True. like, you gotta, you gotta remember what it is. It's a, sh that's a side show, but what you're really here for is a fight. You know, you stay focused on that as long as you can separate the two and uh, not focus too much on like, you know, the, the gimmicks and like the show and everything else, then, then you're good. Like as much of it as you can do without it taking away from your fighting. Exactly. 
the mental yeah. staying yeah. like super focused right so how what do you do because you you obviously you're in shape you've you have the cardio but then the mental and maybe spiritual aspect do you uh, you know explore those or work on that and yeah, I think uh, my mentality has changed a lot going into the fights, like even the way I approach them. So as a young as a young professional, like before the fights, one example would be that I was like kind of like nervous in the back, like really scared. I'm not going to say I'm not nervous anymore, but I would be thinking in my head, I would be thinking like crazy stuff, you know, like stuff that had nothing to do with the fight, just like <laughs> random thoughts flying through my head. It was like very uncontrolled. And um, it was like the practice. I think what helps me a lot is the training and like the going through mental reps of it. Like I'll meditate a lot and try to look like, try to picture the fight, how it's going to go. Beautiful. So the last couple of fights, I've just been in the back, like really calm. Like, you know, I know what's going to happen right now. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to have a fight, like a hard fight. And I, I don't care. I'm ready for it. Like one big thing was, uh, accepting like that you might get hurt, you know, like you might get hurt in the fight. And if you're not ready to like go in there and take some damage and, and really like have like a serious war, like you gotta be ready to die when you go in there, you know. So once once I got that down, it became a lot easier, and it was a hard thing to do, honestly, because you know nobody wants to feel like that. Um, yeah, when you're fighting at a high level, it might happen, you know. <clears throat> I mean, I I hear about guys that can like they're they're in the back taking a nap, you know, before the fight. Which, yeah, if I could, that's that's probably almost like where you want to be. You're so relaxed. You're just like. You, I don't, but but then you hear you want to have those nerves because if you're not scared, you know you might not fight your hardest. So it's, I guess it's different. It's balance. Yeah, balance. Everything in martial arts is a balance, honestly. With the training too, like if you overtrain, like a few days ago, I went way too hard and I was so overtrained. I was like at practice and doing like a round of mitts, and my coach was like, "What's wrong with you? Like you're in the best shape ever. Like why why are you tired right now?" And I was like, "I don't know, coach. I just feel like crap, you know." Yeah. And then, yeah, he just basically told me, like, you got to go home, do some cryotherapy, and then rest the whole day. And I did it, and then I came back, and I feel way better. So anything yes. like that, you know? Too much yeah. training is bad. Too much anything is bad. Like, if you're don't have, if you not well-rounded and balanced and, uh, like, okay with, with who you are and know yourself really well, like, then you're you're going to get exposed, you know? Yeah. So you're doing the cryo? You do cryotherapy. the cryotherapy? Yeah, I'm looking, um, I'm looking for, like, a sponsor and stuff. But right now, I've just been going to, like, different spots and checking them out. And, uh... Oh. Yeah, I mean, I like the cryotherapy a lot. It helps. As opposed to getting in an ice bath, which one would you prefer? I prefer cryo because it's easier. <laughs> it is easier, I, isn't yeah, it? I, I, am, um, I was thinking about doing like the ice bath. I mean, I, I had one scheduled last week, and then we just didn't end up doing it. But, I mean, I'm going to do one for sure. I can do the ice bath. It just takes a lot of like mental, you know? Yeah. It's mental training more than anything, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have one out here in my front yard, and... You know, and I live in Colorado and it'll snow. And I, last year or earlier this year, I was like breaking the ice on the top and then I would get in and That's it, it was, it was, it's really good. It, it definitely, it's kind of like a drug in and of itself afterwards, you know, right. like a little cocaina or something. <laughs> you use it, that really positive endorphins and everything, but getting in is the hard part and stay are staying in, but both of them really like the getting in and then staying in. You're just like, fuck this shit. Yeah. This is bullshit. It's but cryo gets like three minutes. It's weird. You kind of like, it's over before you know it. Kinda. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I hear the biggest thing, the biggest reason why it doesn't feel as cold because I, I heard it's colder than the ice bath, but mm -hmm. the reason why is because the water doesn't seep into like your pores so that's where like you get all like your nerves and stuff are like inside your skin and that's why like it feels so cold in that where like the cryotherapy is not doesn't feel as cold yeah but, yeah but I you mean, get the but, same benefit i guess or better yeah. i'm not sure yeah I, i've heard some people do the ice bath way if it's too cold it might like shock your body and like not uh not be as good for you but i think it, it had to be pretty cold for that you know yeah oh and i mean i've been seeing these new the, like joe rogan and different um ben greenfield they're doing selling these these uh control temperature ice baths where it's just like a constant and you can control the temp and you can get lower than 32 degrees which i don't fully understand but i guess because the the water is like circulating so you get like to 30 degrees and <clears throat> yeah i don't i so I'm not, and I was thinking about buying one, but I'm like, I can just buy ice and like, I, I could do this by ice like 300 times before it would equal the cost of buying one of those new things. 
and half the year I'm not going to need it because it's going to be frozen outside anyways. So, uh, yeah. I'm I just, uh, yeah, I'm trying to, I don't like to waste money and I have so much shit. We buy like all the, you know, so many things. My garage is full of to- like sh- stuff. I bought these two e-bikes, you know, and we never use them. It's like five <laughs> grand and they're just sitting in our garage. And I have my massage chair, which I kind of use and like just all these little gadgets. And it's like, I don't need another thing to buy. That's so, right. I hope to be one day. Uh, <laughs> you'll get there. Yeah. yeah. With, with, that, get my with first UFC check, I'm going to come visit you in Colorado. Hell yeah. Check down yeah. Please. Yeah. I want to do that. Honestly, like I'm uh, like, I'm 30 now. I just turned 30. Like, uh, like a few weeks ago, but um, I haven't really done too much traveling, you know, besides from the fighting. And so that's definitely something that I want to do once I get into the UFC and have a little bit of money is take some travel fights, you know, go fight in different spots and, and just go visit and hang out, you know? Yeah. I have, cool. We have this, I'm going to take a friend and I've taken uh, quite a few people, but there's a, it's called the Manitou Springs incline and it's like 2,700 steps up the mountain Mm-hmm. It's probably not something you want to do on your vacation, but it's 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 a it's cool to just accomplish. And then you know you're at the top of the mountain, and, and people do it like all the time. Our special forces train there, like not all the time, but then you know, firefighters will go up in their gear. I've seen a dude with no legs crawling up that shit, and I've seen yeah, like so when I saw that guy, I was like no excuses you know uh-huh. that's hardcore and hardcore. i'd like you know what so i was going to ask you about like what kind of inspires you to keep how do you stay motivated and you know not uh, stay motivated and see well i mean the biggest thing is just the goal you know i've always yeah. had like the goal is like i want to be the best fighter in the world i know i can do it and um i ha- i think i have a lot of those things that uh I have a lot of those things that you can't really teach, you know, like, I don't care. Like I could take a really good hit, like really good one. And, um, I don't like to, like, I, I try not to even in sparring and stuff. I, I like really, really try to be defensive, but yeah, I could take a really good hit. I have like amazing cardio. They say like, I have a third lung nice. and then, um, just have like, a. I like, if, I always say like, if there's one talent, I guess that God blessed me with, it's the fact that I, I just, I'm down. Like I'm super game. Like I'll, I'll, there'll be like the scary guy across the cage from me and everybody's like, what are you doing? And I'm like pumped about it. Like I want to fight that guy, you know, like I know I can beat him. And so, I mean, that's the one, I guess, one talent that I got. And besides that, it's all about just developing skill, you know, developing skill. And, and, um, I got into this game pretty late, you know, I started training when I was like 18. And so, I mean, I had, had a lot of catching up to do. I wasn't like an athlete kid. And um, yeah, I mean, what about wrestling? Where you did, did you you did that in high school, right? Uh, yeah. So I started uh, just just a little bit of wrestling, but it was just high school. Like, um, like even in wrestling, a lot of the guys started like really young, you know, like at 12, 13 years old. But I got into my freshman year, so it was just like uh, even for wrestling, is a little bit of a late start. And, well, uh, I mean, that's I've heard of people like starting like Francis Ngannou or whatever, like into their twenties, but he's a freak and that doesn't really count, but and a heavyweight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I mean, then you hear about the guys like, well, Sage Northcutt, you know, he started when he was like a baby probably. And he's amazing. I feel like they fucked him over a little bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, technically he's amazing. Yeah. But I mean, there's I one do. thing about like fighters that uh, you can kind of like, you can kind of smell it when somebody is like, you know, when someone's breakable or someone's yeah. like, you know, and I remember looking at the guy and being like, mm, I don't know. Like, I think, I think he's breakable. I think like he, you can make him quit for sure. Yeah. And uh, I mean, nothing against him. I don't know the guy or anything, but it's just Me from either. what I saw, you know, and I, yeah. definitely do, I definitely do think that they screwed him over. Maybe that has a little bit to do with his management, you know, letting him take those fights. Exactly. Like too when he went too soon. Yeah. When he went to one and he faced that um, Alexander Cosmo guy that ruined him, that monster. Yeah, I heard he that guy was so like a, a he was like a, a journeyman, and he just like took it out on on Sage, just like yeah, I think beat, it was like beat a, him up. I think it was like a Muay Thai world champion, ex Muay Thai world champion, or something like that, and he just cracked him like as hard as he could. Uh uh-uh. was crazy. Yeah. yeah, and I was gonna say something about he's too. He was like too good looking and ripped and like shredded, too perfect. So can't yeah. something's wrong. Can't be so pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can't have the whole package, but he was. That, I mean, 
they were feeding, you know, they're like feeding them to the sharks, even in the UFC. Whereas now you have um, Sugar Sean O'Malley, and he's like, he, yeah, exactly. He's not fighting anyone, but he did fight Cheeto, and he got cracked. Cheeto got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was nasty. I felt I didn't feel bad. I love Cheeto. Cheeto's the shit. He's, he's like, cool. I like that guy. He's part of my yeah. team too, Iridium. Oh like, yes, the same company. But, uh, yeah. yeah, shout out to Iridium and Jacob shout and Jason. Out. Yeah, love them. They've been really good to us and sponsoring all the fighters and the different organizations. And um, yeah, Cheeto, uh, we've tried to sponsor him. There was like a conflict with VA. What is that VA? That Ruka? Well, that's his gym, right? Or I think the brand is called Ruka, though the VA. Oh, is it? Okay, so, I'm not sure. let's see. No, I think you're. You might. Yeah, that does sound right. I, I was. I was always wondering what that was like. He's he lives in I guess Costa Mesa, California, which I used to live there. Where do you live? I live in um, Pomona, California, but it's pretty close to there, like thirty minutes uh, from. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's local. And, yeah, I I lived in I lived in Huntington Beach, Garden Grove, Tustin, and you know the whole the Orange County area. I went to college in Costa Mesa, so when I heard there, you know, him and Bisping, um, they're all like there, and Luke, I guess Luke Rockhold and. Mm-hmm. Whatever, but my that's coach, a, uh, my coach Eric Paulson goes over there to Ruka like a couple times a week, and he like trains with those guys. Yeah, you They're so like, you should go maybe because that right? yeah, yeah I mean just I'm to get coach. that you know that next level training and make sure you like what are they doing differently, mm-hmm. you know. And I when I heard a, I heard Cheeto on I think Rogan and just on a couple other podcasts, and his discipline is. Um, you know, like very tight. He's yeah. he's going to bed on time. He doesn't drink. I think he maybe smokes a little bit of weed and mushrooms, but I'm not sure. Mushrooms, he said. Weed, I'm not sure. But other than, but he'd like, you know, the training. It's like the dedication. When he won his last fight, and he started crying, you know, because he was he like he's like I fucking put everything into this, and and I got that win, and that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I forget who. Uh, he Who, kicked, um, was it Frank Edgar? Munoz? Was there a Pedro Munoz? I don't remember. But I don't, th- I don't think it was. I feel like I would remember if it was I think Frank Pedro Edgar. Munoz was Sean, Sean O'Malley. But I think he oh, might yeah. have, he might have uh, done that front kick, the up kick to Eddie, uh, Frank Edgar. Okay. I think that was I it. don't remember now. I, I, I do smoke weed. Do you smoke weed? Uh, when I'm off camp. Okay. I partake right, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Just, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's good. I, th- I mean, I like it. But I've been I've been smoking for like twenty five years, minus when I was in the army. So I was in the army for six years, and I smoked a little bit when I was in there. Never got caught, thankfully, because that would just that ruins you. Yeah, oh, I hated that. I hated that part of <clears throat> the army is that the drug test. But it was good for me, and I really that kind of like developed me into a man. Whereas before I was just a boy and stupid and. So I, I think, you know, sports, fighting, the military can help you just, like, become, um, like, show you what you're made of, you know, and, like, yeah. develop confidence, which was another thing with fighting. That was, I, I actually had my first kind of, like, role, but I was, like, 20 at my house in my living room my boy comes over and he had learned a couple of things and he was like six three and i'm like five eight but he was just show, it was the workout was so like i was so drained afterwards you're just like dead but then walking down the street you know and this is after a few sessions i guess but you just feel like this a little bit more confident you know yeah yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's it's one of the things that uh, martial arts gives you is like a lot of confidence because you're walking around with like these weapons, and um, that nobody knows about. But also like for so for me, I used to get into a lot of street fights right when I was younger, and there there used to be a bunch of videos above of me on YouTube. It was like a thing. I was kind of like a like a street fighter guy. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and I would have people record them and put them up online, and eventually I had them I had them all take them down because I was trying to become a cop for a little bit. And oh, it's not good, you know. But yeah, yeah. But um, there's one up there. Though. I'll send you the link after. Like it's it's pretty funny, but it's like under a code name. 
but yeah so i would fight people on the street all the time for no reason just like anybody who's bigger than me pretty much and like or like a like a gangster type guy you know and um like a bully in the school i would just go mm -hmm. right up to them in front of everybody and call them out and like and then fight you know and and then ever since i started training actually mma and took like a fight like it never happens anymore and right. i've had guys that got the bar come up to me and try to like fight me and there's this yeah. thing that happens because i have like this ear and um i guess i kind of like looked up and stuff but like I, i'm not big or anything you know so i don't look like too intimidating but you can there's something about me i guess it just looks like a fighter uh -huh. and um, yeah so sometimes there'll be a guy who's drunk and it's a it's a pattern that happens so much that i can recognize now he'll be like across he'll be across the bar and he'll just first like be looking at me all weird and like drinking and always drinking and then like eventually he'll just get brave enough and he'll just come up to me and say some crazy stuff you know like try to fight me and i'm like dude why you know? yeah like, the insecurity of like like oh that guy why like you know i guess i rub him the wrong way or something because i'm just sitting there all like calm confident and, yeah confidently they don't like that but yeah i I used to get into a lot of fights when I was younger, like just, you know, middle school, high school, playing basketball, fucking talking shit. The bigger kid would just kind of fuck with you. And I'd be like, all right, bitch, you want, you want some? Because I was always like kind of game to fight just because I don't know. I didn't want to be a punk or whatever. And yeah, natural instinct. I, yeah. I was just like, I'm not fucking scared. Oh, let's go, bitch! I don't, and I was I was the middle child too. That's so what I had it like, is. Middle child. Yeah, the, I heard that my, a lot of the fighters are middle child, um, and I think it comes from like your older brother beating you up. Yeah, yeah, my older brother. He was he did that. He punched me in the face. He hit me with like sticks and shit. I'm just like, dude, I'm little, but it. I don't know if it makes you tougher or not. I I, I never. I was pretty good, like naturally, instinctively. I didn't like really ever i never like got smashed but i remember this like this one dude playing basketball he was with two of his friends and it was just me and he i guess he had that kind of like he just wanted to fight you know he he wanted to start a fight and it's like okay we're gonna fight and he's like stepped up to me his two friends are behind him and and i'm like standing there you know like okay what and he, he got me he he like just swung as hard as he could and hit me and i, I remember i i feel like i remember like hearing brain fluid like but i didn't i didn't fall and i was just like oh you're fucking dead <laughs> and he just fucking started going after him and then i start winning and then his friends they're like he bleeds you die and i was just like you motherfuckers so i wasn't about to like so then i started just kind of like controlling him and make sure he didn't hurt me type thing but yeah that's why you always gotta have your friends with you yeah 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 street bikes are so dangerous though like exactly I am against them you know yeah i don't yeah, want i would you don't know how it's i don't want to go to jail i was just it's like let it be a fair fight let us like hit each other a few times and and go on our way i don't want somebody to get like hurt hurt yeah i have some bad intentions when i fight so i want to <laughs> but i remember uh one story like uh, um the video that i'm telling you that's still online the only reason why i remember is that i'll watch it from time to time whenever somebody that comes up in conversation or whatever but um so i was fighting it was at school right and um one of my friends he's like a small guy like 100 pounds or something and that was kind of my thing i would like stand up for like the little guys that i was always friends with like the nerdy guys like my friends uh, all my friends even now they're like weirdos like i like weirdos and i like stranger are, things like, yeah I like people are, like, nerds, you know like i don't like people who act like they're really cool yeah because like i like people who are genuine and like are really into something you know if you can somebody's really into something I like it i like them you know it's like i like the passion but yeah. so so there was this little there's a friend um and um i won't say his name but he's like a like a little guy and and um this other guy is like a cholo type dude and he's a big dude and he's like talking shit to him and so i saw it at the corner of my eye and i walked over there and i was like hey man don't want to talk to you like that like freaking call him a bitch i got your back and then so like he like said it and then the guy's like man what's up with you and i was like all right let's fight let's do it and we went to the park after school because that was my my biggest thing is i was scared of my mom and my parents like we, i grew up in a very very strict household like straight a's i remember one time i got an a minus i got all a's and i was like oh yeah here mom like i showed her you gotta show her your report card every time and um i ha had one a minus and i didn't think anything of it and she was pissed about it she's like what is that and i was like what do you mean and she's like that a minus that's like almost a b and i was like what the fuck i can't win around here you know like that's crazy yeah, it's not but, yeah so she was like that so i was more scared of her so i would make sure to fight after school i never got caught i never got in trouble for it but yeah so we went after school and um the whole thing was like he's gonna bring his gang you know like his friends and stuff and so I called my older brother and a couple of his friends just to like have some backup. Mm -hmm. And then we showed up and then sure enough, like we could start fighting and I knocked him out 
And oh, then I was pretty mad at him though because he was like punking my friend. So after yeah. I dropped him, I like need him as he was going down. I need him in the face, and then mm. it got really like crazy. Like everyone swarmed in. His his like friends started trying to like jump, and then my like brother's friends jumped in. But also like the whole entire school, like everybody jumped in, and it was like a hundred versus like five or something like that. It was crazy, like the craziest thing. And I like all these random people that I barely know. They're like, I mean, I was nice to everybody, but. I didn't expect them to have my back like that. But oh, I they did have your back. Okay, good. I, I wasn't sure what side they were on there for a second. Oh, yeah. Because these guys so were like, they were like bad, they were like cholos, you know, like gangster kind of guys. And then I was yeah. just like a regular guy. And so I guess they were on my side because they were more like me than them, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was crazy. Like they, they got beat up like really hard. Like it was like 100 versus like 10 or something. And Whoa. They're like, don't mess with Javi, you know? The people's got his back. Uh, <laughs> it, was it was a cool feeling. Wow. That would have been cool to have like a drone up above videotaping that whole. Yeah. Uh, you know there is a video of it but it's like old school it's like, oh that's what you were saying yeah yeah okay Ooh. <laughs> interesting that reminds me of like not jorge masvidal too i mean but like the backyard fighting mm -hmm. is that you kind of did that not did you kind of yeah. do that well he did it more like for money you know it was like a thing yeah. for money and stuff and uh for me it was more just like street beefs you know like yeah. i would be out and about and just try to like find or like at school find like the guys i would almost set up fights you know I remember one time. I, I remember one time I got like in five fights in one week, and it's like, how do you do that? You know, I was looking for them. Like I was just calling out people, and a lot of it was insecurity, honestly. Like I just, I knew I was tough, and I knew I wanted to fight and, and everything, but I, like, I knew that I wasn't that good. And you wanted I was, to prove yourself. Yeah, I wanted to prove oh, myself. Yeah. To these bigger guys, and um, yeah, just, I mean, it was a dumb idea, but luckily I never got hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's. I I never really got too hurt, and that's. I mean, I think fighting is healthy. You know, everybody's like worried about fucking like saying the wrong word. You're going to offend somebody or this or that, but like, let them fight it out. And then they'll probably gain some respect for each other. A lot of times the people I fought, I mean, in my case, it was like, we were friends afterwards. I was, you know, I was like, not all the time. Almost every time for me. I mean, yeah, I would fight again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm trying, I'm thinking of one in particular where I, I don't think we became friends and, but most of the time, yeah. Well, a couple of times actually. But anyways, there was one in particular. Was, uh, the, uh, Derek Derek Lowe. I should call him out. For, <laughs> and, and, yeah, I mean, because we're. I mean, we're still friends. And it, it was he was like a bigger black dude, like a little bit bigger. And I, you know, was he was trying to punk me, and so we fought. And then at, I guess you know he gained some respect for me, and I gained. I don't know. I just felt like we earned each other's respect at, at the end of it. And, uh, and we're still, we're friends on Facebook. He's bought sheath, you know, he's the, like 30, 40 years later, I'm 44. I guess it was like 30 years later, but cause we were like 15 or mm -hmm. anyways. Um, I think, yeah. Like, so I think it's healthy. Like people are like, don't fight and like, but no, do fight. Like, let them fight. Just don't bring out, like, weapons, maybe. Yeah, that's when it gets really, like, sketchy. When yeah. Weapons are when people are getting jumped. But, I mean, for me, I just try to keep my karma real clean. You know, like, I've never jumped anybody. I've never taken a weapon to anybody. And, uh, yeah, like, it's always been fair fights for me. I, I don't expect it to go the other way. You know, obviously, I wouldn't expect that from them. But I also just try, try to cover my bases. And now I don't fight anymore. It's been, like, more than – I only fight for money, you know? What do you think about Jorge – I haven't seen any footage, but I heard he like sucker punched Colby from behind, and I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it was um, through the the when he was on the Nelk Boys podcast, right? Yeah, and then they went out to dinner after, and somebody uh -huh. took Jorge off where he was. And <laughs> I mean, you can't uh, you can't expect uh, somebody like that to not do that, you know? Like he 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 has proven time and time again that he's that guy. Like he's gonna yeah. He's like if thug. he says if you guys got beef. You know, that you have beef, like, it doesn't matter where it's at. He, when he sees you, it's on site. But, I mean, I think Colby should have just, he did what he had to do, I guess. Like, uh, he he stuck to his character and he promoted it. But, I mean, it comes with the consequences, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, talk, yeah, don't start no shit, won't be no shit type thing. Yeah. But, he, and he, that mouth, it's going to rub people the wrong way. And you got to kind of, like, expect something like this. Um, he took it too far, too. He brought in his ex-wife and his kids. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. yeah, he he's he's yeah. I I I like him. Whatever he's cool. Like I like that because it it makes it more exciting to watch the fights I mean, and stuff. 
but um yeah there i i'm i've never i i wouldn't necessarily want to be on the receiving end and and i don't know how i would respond i might take it to heart and then bitch this ain't this ain't about the octagon anymore you know for sure i might do that too honestly like i i don't know how i would be able to hand how i would handle that but i think one of the biggest things about um colby that i like is like his nicknames that he makes for people <laughs> they're very clever you know his nicknames oh i know yeah like a new one for everybody it's it's awesome yeah i get a good kick out of those he's 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 mark he's doing well we tried to sponsor him we tried to sponsor jorge jorge was forty thousand dollars a month forty thousand is what they wanted just to do like a couple posts on Instagram, and I was I was like, you guys are losing your minds. And he, I mean, no offense, what I forget the uh, the agency he works with. They always text me Malky, and it's like two Malkies. And anyways, but I feel like I felt like I don't want to get involved with these dudes because if I can't, what if I couldn't pay? You know, and I I was never like we were never gonna do forty thousand a month, but we tried. We were trying to just get it down to something very reasonable, and we actually did negotiate it down significantly. I still didn't do it because I was like, well, what if I can't pay? These motherfuckers are gonna come after me and shit. <laughs> I got I you. Back. <laughs> All right, good. well, I will tell them that. What is they that won't, first? Uh, they won't come to Colorado. It's too far for them. Yeah, yeah, and out of sight, out of mind. You know? He's out in, in Miami. That whole. I just that whole scene seems sketchy. I felt like they're doing coke and they're going to be like coming up with these crazy ideas and cuz I've done coke and like you every like you come up with an idea and it sounds like a good idea and they're usually not. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start this business idea. a what? A cocaine idea. like a cokehead idea. Yeah, exactly. Not let's get some hookers and uh, we'll be pimps or that's yeah. like you're out of your mind. Okay, but yeah, um, did we mix that deal? And I'm kind of glad we didn't do it, just because. Real quick, I mean, we we were sponsoring fucking Brandon Marino for significantly less, and it's just it's hard to get like the value out of. You gotta like the fighters. This is me as a businessman. Have to sell the product for us. You know what I mean? Like our podcasters really obviously they push it because it's a commercial but i feel like sometimes fighters it's like i'm a fighter i'm not you know i'll put your product on and but i'm not gonna like sell it but if you watch cowboy he's he'll like he'll sell it for us so like in certain so certain fighters work and certain fighters don't and marino didn't quite work as well as we had hoped but it's still really cool to work we had a champion of the world and and we still actually we're still sponsoring him, and he's fighting I think this month for the belt again. Kaikar France, right? Yeah, Kaikar France. What do you think about that? It's gonna fight? be good. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. I like uh, I like Kaikar France um, striking style a lot. It's like really really advanced and like technical. Yeah. And then obviously Brandon Moreno is like a really tough dude. He can take a fucking punch. Mm-hmm. But um, also his ground game is like really good. You know, he's got like those body triangles and those rear naked chokes. Yeah. Um. He's he's also sponsored by Iridium, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And um, I was talking to Jacob about it. I was going to go down there and train with maybe like try to get a training session in with those guys because they're like three hours away from me. Yeah. And they're all like Mexican. I speak Spanish too. It's my first language. And so, yeah, I think we'd get along over there, you know? Absolutely. I th- I mean, I was talking on a podcast. I I do. I go on this guy, uh, Robbie the Fire Bernstein, Run Your Mouth podcast once a month. And I do like success CEO tips. And this, we did it yesterday and or the day before. And my tip this month was, you know, you are like the sum total of the five people you hang out with the most. So you like the people you hang out with, you kind of develop their characteristics a little bit. I mean, you're still your own person, but if you're hanging out with a bunch of losers, you're probably going to be a loser. If you're hanging out with a bunch of winners, you're more likely going to kind of take on those characteristics. And so being with, these guys, you know, Marino, especially, I think would do wonders for you and, and uh, you know, that whole, your, the whole career, really. Yeah. Because you, you know what I mean? You want to hang out with, do you, have, you ever, have you ever heard that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I try to watch who I hang out with for sure. Okay, and good. I try to not spend too much time with anybody who I like don't approve, uh, like approve of their their lifestyle or, you know, like what they're doing. Even yeah. people with, like good goals. That's what I'm saying. Most of my friends are like entrepreneurs. That's right. 
that, that those are the people that I really like to hang out with because it's a uh, we just get we get each other, you know. Like mm-hmm. one example was uh, this guy I recently met, and um, his name's Alex, but he does that always ready meals, mm-hmm. and so he's like the meal prep sponsor that I have. Yeah, and um, yeah, like I got really cool with him. Uh, um, just going over there, like he just started his own business, and he was telling me like his come up story, and he was saying like how there was nights where he'd have to borrow people's kitchens and like, you know, it's been like so many years where he's cooked every single week and never gave it up. And just like a story, it's like, man, there's so many parallels to like fighting with like entrepreneurs. And so, yeah, like those are people that I really like to spend my time with. Yeah. And that's, that's what I love about fighters. If you like most of our podcasts are fighters and, but other entrepreneurs, usually somebody doing something, kicking ass in some sort of way in life most of my friends are business owners because it's just, like I read these books, like Think and Grow Rich. I always kind of mentioned that. I read book. it. Really? I got it. I read it. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's got it all in there. It's old. It's weird that it's old and it's still like relevant. Yeah. Yes. So that's relevant. That's yeah. how, I mean, that's what I almost attribute my success to is just following those principles of, you know, faith that you're going to be able to do it you know and like the desire how bad do you fucking want it the people you hang out with you know transmuting you know staying positive you know that the gratitude being grateful for uh, the blessings that we do have and so many principles that's just like i could do that i can follow this little let me see where this goes if i do these things that this book says yeah and then i had the idea and you know um you know just kind of pursuing the those principles along with having the idea so once you figure out what you're going to do and then you apply those principles you should be unstoppable i think yeah yeah that's my i like i'll read those things and i'll like cry like the stories of the people who have made it when the odds were stacked against them I, i fucking i'm i cry I get, I get, I get inspired and shit. I'm like, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Fighters aren't supposed to cry, you know, because we're like really tough. So I try not to, but uh, sometimes I do. (laughs) I feel like fighters cry the most. I see them because you're so like, it's emotional. Yeah. 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 Emotional. Yeah. I remember when um, I was doing an interview for LFA when I was fighting for the world title last year and they were asking me questions like that, like, you know, yeah, they just hit like a soft spot and I just started crying in front of the cameras and I was like, man, I got to get my shit together. You know, this is not cool. And I told them like, don't, don't put like the videos of me crying. If you don't like, it's gonna make me look soft. And then they're like, all right. So That's cool. It. That's cool of them. But I, I mean, I find when I'm watching like, like the ultimate fighter or something and, and they're crying that I can identify like he's human uh he's really passionate about what he's doing i don't see any weakness i don't it's almost just fyi but I, that's because i cry all the time i'm super i'll be watching a fucking commercial and the kid got a job to take care of help his mom and it's like a like <sighs> it's touching and so and like i even sometimes i uh, like tell my own story sometimes i'm like whoa like i just yeah you know i just didn't quit when all everything was saying, you know, like, don't do this. You're not going to make it. And, um, I always just had faith and believed that it was going to work out. And, and then you see, you know, that it did work out and you're like, it, sometimes it like, I'll get caught up in, in, um, my own story, which is kind of crazy, but yeah. most of the time, not, it's like some stupid movie scene where, romantic i don't fucking know or a kid and a dad and his daughter i have a daughter and um i'll see like a some kind of scene where they're really close and then and it makes me think of her and i'll cry do you have kids no i don't have any kids uh yeah i don't have any kids i've been uh kind of like i've seen some of the other fighters who have kids and yeah. it like really takes a lot away from them you know? oh yeah because yeah. once, once you uh once you have a kid it's not really about you anymore and like uh, one of the things is that you're never once you have a kid that you never have any like free time really you know you could always be doing something for them yeah and so for right now like if i'm ever sitting around more than like a few hours i'm like man I start to feel like a piece of shit or something you know like i gotta go work out i gotta go do yeah. something so it's uh-huh. always about me and i think that like uh, yeah just also another thing is i wouldn't want to like the way i dedicate my life to bike camps i wouldn't want my kid to like be missing his dad mm-hmm. you know and like uh, oh his dad's too tired when he comes home to like to play with me or whatever so yeah i think uh, 
Uh, I mean, I definitely want to have kids and a family one day, but not while I don't think while I'm fighting so like uh, seriously. You know? I think that's a great idea. I, I and a lot of the younger generation, like, yeah, they're just not having kids. They're like way smarter. My generation is like, fucking have a kid when you're a kid because you're a fucking idiot. And now there's so much information. It's like, you know that it's going to not wreck your life, but kind of wreck your life. Financially, especially. <laughs> so many ways. Yeah. So many ways. You know, the baby mama drama. She's fucking like, you're fucking, you're a piece of shit. You're not a real man. <laughs> like, I got to go fight tomorrow, bitch. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You don't take care of your son. Or, I mean, or what, you know, who knows? Like, there's so many, like, the and so the mental, yeah, it can just fuck with you and having, like, relationship issues, uh, and not that you're t- we're talking about that, but that's like another aspect of fighting where you got to have your shit in line, right? So that you can focus on the fight. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have any kind of stressors or anything like that's taking away your attention too much. Yes. Yeah. It'll show in the fight, especially at that high level. Like people are so good at exposing mistakes. Exactly. Like any little thing, it's just that, that, that's what they're going to attack. Right. Yeah. And like, and that might be. <clears throat> like where Colby and Connor would like get into people's heads before the fight even started. And like, they already won. You're yeah. too caught. You like, you can't be thinking, right? Am I right? Can, like when you're fighting, there's no thinking. No. Yeah. It's more gotta be more gotta be instinct. You know, you gotta be in there really present in the moment. I, w- yeah. I would say everything. That's why, that's what I was saying about the, the gimmicks and like the, you know, the after parties mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like if you're thinking about that, like in, in that moment, like it's not going to be good you know you have to be 100 percent focused in that moment right there mm. it's harder it's a lot harder that to do than uh, some people would, would imagine you know yeah every time i've been invited to an after party the guy lost i went i was invited i went to i went to see the connor cowboy fight i was in vegas and we had like this red velvet kind of like whatever it was like an after party we had this vip seating and we were going to hang out with cowboy and he fucking lost in 40 seconds to connor and i was like i already bought i already bought the like experience for after and uh but you know it was cool i did i didn't see cowboy but i i met um fuck i just had his name i um l fuck he's like the the hottest like mexican fighter in the ufc um he's 145 yeah yeah that's i was i was i was yeah rodriguez and i was like <laughs> then i mixed it up with javier i was like what the hold on what the fuck but yeah i got to meet him just for like 30 seconds but that was really cool i was like you're fucking javier rodriguez <laughs> looking doing all that shit yeah he's he's pretty yeah he's cool he's fighting this weekend right yeah i forget who but it's gonna right. every right. every Oh shit! Battle of the Mexicans. Whoa. <laughs> Ortega's not Mexican. He's white. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm he just joking. He speaks Spanish. I'm. I mean, I'm. I was. I'm half joking because, like, my half of my family's Mexican, but like, I don't look that way. And they didn't teach me Spanish at all. They were trying to make like make us white. So yeah, because they thought like we would be more successful. Uh, I kind of I work. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I guess I, I I resented a little bit because I would have preferred to get at least they spoke Spanish. You don't fucking teach me Spanish, like yeah. fuck weirdos. But that and that was actually my grandparents who were kind of trying that. to push us in that direction. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that story a lot. A lot of like uh, like people that have been here, like second generation, that happens. Like they try to erase the Spanish out. Yeah. My whole thing was my parents didn't know how to speak English. They were like <laughs> Mexicans. Like we we grew up speaking Spanish. I took like kinder kindergarten and first grade in Spanish too. Here Whoa. in the U.S., there was like a transition, like a like a program that would transition kids from from Spanish to English. So yeah, I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know how to speak English. So I was like maybe like six years old, seven years old. Cool. Yeah. I think yeah. that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty Cause, cool. Because now you, I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell that you it was your second language. Yeah, I think a big part of that was in in high school. I was um, part of like the broadcasting. Like I would give the news, like the bulletin. Hell yeah! 
and um, it still comes out sometimes like my accent is it was really bad but um one of my teachers would just he was like an asshole and he would say like i can't understand what you're saying you know you mumble and like you have a horrible accent and he was just like straight up about it like an asshole and i like i was a kid so it made me think about it and i would go back and watch him and then i figured out where i was like you know sounding like that and mm. then I, I worked on it a lot but <laughs> uh, that's fucked up. yeah uh, that's i mean every little part I, I don't know i don't i don't necessarily agree with that but that's interesting and you clearly just corrected your pronunciations and stuff i guess yeah that's i take cool. criticism pretty well i mean i'm 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 pretty hard at like a fan and stuff like if people tell me stuff i'll usually listen you know yeah that's that i mean that's the way to be it's like you're not perfect and like if people are telling you something you even though it's hard you might want to like listen that's true. Like, even if she's, even if it's your wife, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> she doesn't criticize me. She's, she's really good. Um, I'm very lucky. We're and you know, we're up here in the mountains. We just opened the store. We have like a, cause it's all online, but we opened the store in Woodland park. So if you're anyone's ever out in this area, come by and see us. And we've had a couple visitors, where they've either seen me on a podcast or um, see, I, yeah, probably seen me on someone else's podcast because this isn't the biggest one, but we're, yeah. we're working on it. I've been doing this for four years weekly, and so it's just I, I really enjoy it. That's kind of what I do, and the part of why I do it is just to get to meet and talk to fighters and, and exercise this muscle of communication, which is like so vital. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it almost feels weird to like sit down and have like a normal conversation because all I've been doing is just training and like, you know, so intense. Like I wake up and go train really hard and then I, I almost don't even talk to people, you know? Yeah. It's just, like all fighting. So, I mean, it, it feels nice to just like sit down and like I just had a cup of coffee and chill out. I mean, I got to go start training in a, in a bit, but like, you know, yeah, it's nice to just yeah talk, talk. And uh, I think podcasts are super cool, you know? Yeah. Have you been on a few? Uh, yeah, I did one of my friends. Uh, I've done a couple of my friends' podcasts and just not, um, like maybe like two or three of them. Nice. Too many. Yeah, it's good practice for when you make it to the big show, baby. True, true. <laughs> well, um, we, I, I have a, I'm going to do another one here after this. Um, so I'm going to have to wrap it up. Actually, I do a live stream. I do a live stream twice a week. So we're going to do that um, right after this. But then this will come out on Monday. So um, I'll send it to you. And I really appreciate you coming on here. It was very cool to get to know you. I've been a fan, huge fan. Love your fighting style and everything you're about. So thanks, man. Um, it means a lot, honestly. Um, you know how you, you did that uh, podcast real quick before I go, but... Um, you did that podcast with uh, Jacob from Meridian, right? Yeah. And um, so somebody told me, like, oh, yeah, that guy from Sheet Underwear, like, before I, before we knew each other, obviously, they're like, oh, yeah, that guy from Sheet Underwear, like, he, he really likes you. He thinks you're cool and stuff. And I was like, oh, cool, thanks. Whatever, you know, like, it was then, like, uh, like, that's cool, you know? And then I was cutting weight for my fight, and um, I think that was the first time that you told me about the podcast. So I, um, I saw that Jacob was on it, and I put the headphones on, and I was doing, like, a two-hour run or whatever to, like, lose some weight. And as I'm listening to it, you mentioned my name, right? And I, it was like the craziest feeling, like, because I was getting ready for a fight and everything sucked because I hadn't eaten. I was just feeling horrible, you know? And then, like, I heard you, like, say my name and, like, you, like, mentioned it. And I was like, whoa, like, it just completely changed my mood around. I was like, big old smile with, like, a sauna suit on and just, like, sitting there. And then you went and mentioned my name again. And it was just like, it was, uh, it was like a really, uh, really cool feeling, man. That was like the first <laughs> time that, that I really, I felt like I made it, you know? <laughs> nice. Well, uh, big fan. I'll continue to be that, and I, I'm I'm seeing big things for the future. You got this. Stay positive. You got the. You know what to do. It's just you just go out and do it. Yeah, I'm taking care of the the other stuff from my end over here. I'm trying to take care of it, and uh, I'm gonna be ready to go on July 29th. You're gonna see the best version of me you've ever seen. Okay. Oh fuck yeah! All right, and I can't wait. I'm I will be watching, and uh, I'll be paying attention from the sidelines so keep it up i'll give you a call after the fight please all right brother all right brother thank you thanks for having me all right thank you so much go ahead and i'll just i'm gonna push you off there you can go but that was javier garcia el mariachi lfa he's coming up he's the up-and-comer 
one of my favorite fighters. So definitely check him out. Um, and thank you for watching the show again. We've, we really appreciate everyone. We're going to be doing a thousand dollar giveaway in November sometime. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel because you're going to have to be subscribed on YouTube. Um, we'll be giving you some Christmas gift money just for subscribing. It's not too hard. Make sure you subscribe to the Sheath channel as well. But um, that's just, here we go. I got to go do, and I'm going to go live, but you guys, I will have already gone live by the time you see this. But thank you again for coming, supporting the show, supporting Javier. It's a great person, obviously. Great story. And uh, really, I hope he you know becomes a UFC champion one day. I think he can do it. So uh, if anybody could do it, he can do it. All right. Peace.